Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is Adam Carricker on the ticket. Position right of the quarterback out of the shotgun first and 20. Jailbreak screen in the air. It is tipped. It is intercepted by Carricker at the Missouri 21 yard Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, eight-year NFL vet and All-American defensive lineman Adam Carricker. Shotgun snap to Everett. He's got the left arm going, and now he's got a whole lot of Adam Carricker who rips him down inside the 25-yard line. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com, here's your host, Adam Carricker. Welcome, everybody, to Adam Carricker on The Ticket. All right. Monday, July 3rd, each and every Monday. Come join me for the fastest hour in radio each and every week throughout the state of Nebraska from noon to 1 p.m. Grab your food, grab your lunch. Come listen to me flap my big gums, and hopefully something intelligent comes out. But we got a loaded show today. All right, we're going to talk about Nebraska recruiting. Nebraska steals a recruit right out of the heart, right out of the teeth, right in the face of the University of Miami, getting Miami four-star wide receiver Ja'Cory Barney to come join University of Nebraska he committed over this week and we're going to talk about Matt Rule's impact the pipeline that he is potentially developing from Texas back to Nebraska the pipeline we once had that has been disconnected since we left the Big 12 and went to the Big 10 could that be returning we have seven seven current Texas commits in our 2024 recruiting class we had six in the 2023 class and we all know Matt Rule did not have a whole lot of time to put that class together, yet he was able to do it with a lot of in-state Nebraska guys. The most since 1998. I've mentioned that before. Also, a bunch of Texas guys. Now he's going down into Florida, trying to steal those recruits. <clears throat> Let me correct myself. Stealing. I shouldn't say stealing. Successfully recruiting in their face. One of their players anyways. Okay. And then I talked last week a lot about in-state recruiting. I talked a lot about recruiting. I talked a lot about how you know, California could possibly come into play when USC and UCLA join the Big Ten Conference in a year. And outside of California, we are the westernmost state, the westernmost football program in the Big Ten Conference, obviously outside of USC and UCLA. So we're going to chat a little bit more about some of these commits, recruiting, things of that nature. Now, all right, it's July 4th week. It's kind of vacation week. People are supposed to chill. So I do this every once in a while. Like legit, these are the notes Okay, look at my wonderful handwriting if you're seeing it on YouTube. The wonderful notes that I have for today's show, it just doesn't end. Okay, actually it does eventually. But those are my notes that I'm going to be going through. Okay, got a lot of other things we want to chat about. Steve Sipple is going to be joining us. The great Steve Sipple is going to be joining us at 1230 a today. All right. Also, let's talk about Georgia. A lot of... Uh, Interesting topics coming out of that program right now. All right. They've had some legal issues. All right. And 11 players during Kirby Smart's seven seasons as a head coach 
right, have been retained in the program after women have made abuse allegations, all right? Now, we don't know all the fine details of all of this, but the question is, there tends to be, when programs have a lot of success, especially if it's sustained over time in any way, shape, or form, it tends to come with a lot of scrutiny, as you would expect, but sometimes, you know, there's legal issues that come along the way. You think about Colorado way back in the day. You think about when Baylor was rolling in initially under Art Bryles and all the stuff that went on there. Okay, you think about USC as Pete Carroll was running out the door. All right, I know I'm not supposed to bring it up, but I try to be as unbiased as I can. You think about the Lawrence Phillips thing with Nebraska in the 90s. That was the big thing, especially to this day. Non-Nebraska fans like to throw it in my face all the time. Okay, and to be clear, Tom Osborne's the GOAT. There's no debating that, in my opinion anyways. But why does this tend to happen? Okay, so these are all things we're going to be chatting about throughout the show, even the Big 12 Conference, all right? As of July 1st, UCF, Houston, BYU, and Cincinnati have now officially joined the Big 12 Conference. Husker fans, I got a question for you. All right, and hit me up. Call or text, as always. The people's segments, how we're going to end the show, 12.50, the last 10 minutes of this show. Call or text your questions, 402-464-5685, 402-464-5685. It's fastly becoming one of my favorite segments on this show, and it's growing each and every week in the amount of questions that we're getting. Send in your questions, comments, concerns, whatever you'd like to say, into that number, 402-464-5685, and then the people's segment. I will address all of your thoughts, your questions. But do I got a question for you. Do you miss the Big 12? There was a point in time when I think there would have been a lot of yeses, and a lot of that was due to traditional rivalries, traditional games that we don't get to play anymore, whether it's Oklahoma, okay, because we don't get to play them every year anymore. And we didn't play them every year in the Big 12 anyways, simply because they chose not to play us every year. They wanted to stay in the South. They didn't want to cross over with us every year, but that's in the past. I'll let it go, okay? From Colorado to, I don't know, Kansas State, Kansas. If you want to look at teams like that, the old Big 8 teams, I know some people are nostalgic nostalgic a little bit about that. Do you miss the Big 12 for the University of Nebraska? That's a question I have for you, so you let me know. So let's dive right into this. Miami four-star wide receiver, Ja'Cory Barney, picks Nebraska over his hometown Miami Hurricanes and Texas A&M. Okay, and to be clear, he's listed as an athlete some places, wide receiver some other places. He's six foot, 160 pounds. He had offers from Michigan, Tennessee, Utah, basically offers nationwide. Now, Okay, I love this quote from Barney. He said, and I quote, when I went up there, talking about Nebraska, I was expecting just cornfields, but it was like a home away from home, end quote. All right. Now, when I read this, I was like, this has got to be how he was recruited. This has got to be how he was treated. This has got to be due to the coaching staff. How else, why else would he feel this way? Okay. So I attributed this before I read on. All right. I attributed this to the coaching staff and how they relate to kids. Then I read this quote from Mr. Barney, and I quote, I fell in love with the staff. They've been recruiting me ever since they got word of me. When they came in and they heard about me, they've been on me 100%. They've been on me heavy. They believe in me, and I believe in them, end quote. Now, apparently five different Miami coaches spoke to Barney recently, so he'd commit to the Hurricanes. But the Huskers ultimately won out on this recruiting battle now you start to look at nebraska's recruiting rankings nationwide and it varies from service to service and i'm always someone who values recruiting rankings yet i take them with a grain of salt 
But depending on where you look, Nebraska has a top 15 class just about everywhere. Okay, but the place I looked, they had us as the 14th class in the country, 23 commits with five four-star players. And if you look at the class itself, there are all sorts of pass-catching options that are coming in. All right, you got tight end Carter Nelson, wide receiver Davon Hall, wide receiver Isaiah McMorris, and Barney, who I just spoke about, athlete slash wide receiver, tight ends Ian Flint and Keelan Smith, six foot five wide receiver Quinn Clark, who's from Bozeman, Montana. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm already a fan of this kid. Okay. If you've ever been to Montana, so my dad's side of the family, I'm the only city slicker in my family. My dad grew up on a small family farm in Giltner, Nebraska. Okay. So my entire dad's side of the family's from Nebraska. Now they're kind of spread out a little bit from Hastings to Grand Island, Aurora. After my grandparents retired from farming in Giltner, they retired and lived in Aurora for years. Okay. And my mom, she grew up in a log cabin that was built by my grandpa on the side of 100 acres in the middle of nowhere outside of Lewistown, Montana. If you know where Lewistown is, God bless you. It's the geographical center of Montana, but it's a small town. And she grew up in a log cabin that my grandpa built in 1947. And so I have spent, I'm probably not supposed to say this, but my mom would give my dad crap. Obviously, she's from Montana. Anytime we'd go visit family in Nebraska, because, again, when I was three, my dad's job took me to the state of Washington, so I grew up in the state of Washington. But we'd come back often to visit family in Nebraska, and she'd be like, oh, cornfield after cornfield after cornfield. Sorry, Mom. I uh, knocked you out on the radio here. But it's true. And she would laugh. So that's how you know, kind of how some people view Nebraska. So when Barney talks about this, I immediately thought of what my mom was saying. Yet he fell in love with the program because of the coaches and because of what this program offers, because of its great tradition that hopefully we can bring back to the forefront. But I'm talking about Montana, okay, and the six foot five wide receiver who's from there. I've been to Montana in the winter. It is legit negative 30 to 40 degrees, depending on where you're at in the state. Like when we went to Lewistown, and we went out in the middle of the mountains. It was like legit 40 to 50 degrees below zero. So I'm already a fan of this kid because I know he can handle cold weather. It's going to be like 15 degrees in a November day versus Iowa snow in the air. And he's going to be like, dude, where's my sweatshirt? Like, it's hot out here. So I'm already a fan of him. Anyways, I digress. Random sidebar. My apologies. You got to know me a little bit. <laughs> Hopefully you care. Now, Daniel Kalen, the quarterback for Nebraska, who's got all these weapons that are coming in. And I, I hinted at this last week, so I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time on it again this week. But I really like this kid. And it's not just because, oh, Dylan didn't commit. We got this kid, so I have to like this kid. No, I genuinely like this kid. Even before Dylan made his decision, Ryle, figure I don't have to say his last name. But for those that do, Dylan Ryle made his decision. I was already like, we, we got a really good player in state. I'm not going to be heartbroken if this kid comes and joins us ultimately because he was, I believe, committed to Missouri at the time. So I'll say what I said last week, and I'll say it again. All right. I kind of believe he was the quarterback we were always meant to have. You look at all the players he's helped recruit to Nebraska already from his own high school to across the state. And even Barney, I believe it was mentioned that he liked the idea of coming and playing with Daniel Kalen. Okay. Now, he's fully committed to the Huskers, too. That's something else I like about him. And I'm not trying to slam Dylan. Dylan may very well transfer. He may very well transfer to Nebraska one day. Okay, what I'm going to say isn't going to change. I still find it odd that four high school teams in four years, a little unusual. Now, he may very well go to Georgia, win two, three national championships, maybe a Heisman, be the number one pick in the draft, and I'll be rooting for him the whole way. My point 
is more about Daniel, and I'm excited that he's our guy and everything that he's been doing in this class because he's committed to Nebraska, and people want to follow him because of his commitment and his talent, ability, and potential. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Okay. Now, I chat, I chat about this a little bit last week, so I'm going to go through this quickly. Nebraska currently has, when you look at the top in-state recruits, okay, we have five of the top six. I believe at this time last week it's four of the top five. I'd have to go back and watch my own show to remember. But currently five of the top six. Now, again, I'll say this again. To me, recruiting, and I don't care what state you're in. I don't care if you're Montana. You got to start by winning the in-state recruiting battle. You got to beat out Montana State. Nebraska doesn't have a Nebraska State to beat out. So we should absolutely win the in-state recruiting battles versus other schools trying to come in and take our good football players away. Then you go to that 500-mile radius, as I've talked about before. Okay, Then that pipeline to Texas, I sure do like it. You go get, you go get that beef in Texas. Okay, Then, as I mentioned, Nebraska currently has seven commits right now from Texas, six in the 2023 recruiting class Okay, that has to be due to a lot of Matt Rule's connections that he has from his days at Baylor and throughout the state of Texas in the past. Okay. Then I like the idea of going down to Florida and getting that speed. And to be clear, I'm not saying you can't get speed from Texas and be from Florida. I don't discriminate. Wherever football talent is, let's go get it. Okay. To be clear. But you go get that speed from Florida. I think uh, Tommy Frazier back in the day, he was a big time guy that we got out of the state of Florida. I believe Bratenton, Florida, if I remember correctly. Okay, that's just back to my childhood memory right there. I hope I'm correct. And we kind of did something similar, okay, with Mr. Barney out of Miami this weekend. Now, you start to look at, and I mentioned this, California, because I do think getting USC, getting UCLA is going to open doors for the Big Ten Conference as a whole, recruiting-wise, out to the state of California. Because if I'm a California kid, I mean, the Pac-12, 10, 8, whatever it's going to be in a couple of years is struggling. It is struggling, muggling. So I'm either looking at USC, UCLA, and if, and if those teams are full or I just want to get out of the state of California, all of a sudden I'm, I'm looking to the Big Ten. And what's the most Western school, most Western football program? Okay, outside of USC, UCLA, it's the University of Nebraska. We are probably going to play those two teams a lot as well just because we're geographically the least challenging for them to get to. By the way, they're a logistical nightmare. And joining the Big Ten isn't that bad at football, but think about all those other sports that are traveling and playing a lot more games throughout the week. Good luck to you. I wish you all the best. Um, I luckily never had to deal with that in football. I didn't have to deal with it geographically because we were still in the Big 12 back in the day. 
But that's going to be a challenge in of it to itself. But USC, UCLA still felt it beneficial to go to the Big Ten. But if I'm a recruit out of California, I'm going to start looking at the other Big Ten schools that I can go to. And the closest one outside of my home state, if I'm a California guy, is Nebraska. So who knows where this could all lead, where this could eventually go. Now, Nebraska's gotten 16 commits in the last month. Okay. One of the questions that was posed to me, Adam, is it better to get commitments out of the way before your senior season? Now, you can look at that from two perspectives. You can look at it from the school's perspective. Yeah, the sooner you get a commitment, the better. To me, that seems kind of obvious, but I think from a player's standpoint is more how that question was being posed to me. From a player's standpoint, I'm just going to be honest, part of it is how highly are you rated? You know, if you're a, a kid with 15 different offers or 25 different offers, you can schools are going to wait on you. Right, you, you can afford to wait a little bit longer. If you're a two- or three-star kid with a couple of offers and all of a sudden these, these schools start to fill up their classes, it's not beneficial for you to wait as long. I'll, I'll share a story with, with my own recruiting that I've never shared publicly before, not because it embarrasses me. I just, I don't know, never shared it. So growing up in the state of Washington, all right, I was recruited by Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State, I'll be honest with you, Nebraska at first told me I wasn't good enough. That's a story for another day. It obviously worked out in the end. Okay, and I got letters from Michigan and Texas and the like, but I immediately narrowed it down because my dad asked me, how do you want to narrow this down? I was like, I either want to be close to home, which was the state of Washington at that time. So it's the four Northwest schools. And Washington, University of Washington never called me, never once. My high school coach had a history with Washington. I've never asked him. I just kind of in my, in my mind was like, I think it has something to do with maybe he didn't have the best relationship with them, and somehow that's coming down on me. It was okay. I wasn't a big Washington fan. Uh, Washington State, I actually liked more. Pullman was two hours from where I grew up. Not much in Pullman. You know, people want to talk about, oh, what attracts people to Nebraska? Well, there's plenty. What attracts people to Pullman, Washington? That's my question. Okay, no disrespect to my second favorite team I had growing up behind Nebraska. All right. And so my offers were really, for a long time, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State. Nebraska came in really, really late. That's a story I'll share another day. And again, it worked out. But I'll never forget, Mike Bellotti was a head coach in uh, Oregon at the time. And he wanted me to play quarterback. I didn't want to play quarterback. I played quarterback all the way up through high school. I did pretty well. You look at me, I got a big quarterback frame. Yes, I can throw the ball. You've probably heard a few stories over the years. Yes, most of them are probably true. I don't know. Um, I wanted to hit people. Okay, if I, I wanted to hit people. If I wanted to throw a ball, I'd, I'd go play baseball because I was a pitcher in baseball. So anyways, Oregon was interesting. They were by far the best program at the time. I think they had just finished number two in the country. Uh, they had just throttled Colorado in the Fiesta Bowl. Miami had beaten us in the Rose Bowl, so they were pretty freaking good. Anyways, they pick up the phone and they call me and they say, we're pulling your scholarship offer. Now, I was about, I think, a three-star guy. And I said, oh, why is that? I really liked Oregon. Here's something else I've never said. I actually liked Oregon's recruiting visit better than I liked Nebraska's at the time. But I just grew up a lifelong Husker fan. 
And so that was going to be the ultimate trump card. Now, obviously, a lot of things have changed, facilities and everything else. Not that Nebraska didn't have good facilities. Just being a high school kid, Nike was right there and yada, yada, yada. And they pulled the offer. And I was like, well, why? And they said, well, we have this defensive end. And that's what they wanted or that's what they were talking about me playing as well was defensive end or quarterback. I wanted to play DN. They were trying to placate me. Uh, they really wanted me a quarterback. They said, we got this guy who committed out of Hawaii. And so all of our spots are filled up. And so the scholarship all of a sudden to Oregon was gone. And again, I've never shared that before. It's not something that embarrasses me as part of the, you know, it's part of the process. Just like Nebraska at one point told me I wasn't good enough to play there and they came in late. You know, it doesn't embarrass me either. It's part of the process. That's why I'm such an advocate for I don't care who you are when you walk through the door. It's what you do once you're, you're in the building. I'm, I'm, I've said that a million times, and I'll probably say it 10 million more, and that's part of the reason why. And so for me, had I committed to Oregon sooner, probably would have been a duck. I'm not going to lie. I was still waiting to see what Nebraska was going to do. And like I said, that, that did ultimately work out. But my point is, the higher rated you are, the more offers you are, this seems pretty logical the longer you can wait. If you're, if you're a guy who's a two- or three-star and you got a couple of offers, you need to commit sooner rather than later. Okay. Now, continue to send in your questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, whatever you'd like to share for the people's segment at the end of this show. 402-464-5685. All right. We've got Steve Sipple. Coming up here in about 10 minutes or so, the man, the myth, the legend, the man is all over the place. I want to chat about one more topic before we take a break, pay some bills, okay? UCF, Houston, BYU, and Cincinnati officially joining the Big 12 Conference, July, joined July 1st. Does anybody in Nebraska still miss the Big 12? Now, I can't speak for everybody. I can just speak for myself and people I've chatted with. I do think, myself included, for a long time, I missed the Big 12. A lot of that was the rivalries, the games. I'd, I look at the schedule when we first joined the Big 10. They clearly did not want us winning the conference. I swear to God, they scheduled Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Iowa, the New York Giants, the New England Patriots. They did not want us winning. Okay, they tried to give us the most difficult schedule they could. And, you know, it creates exciting games. When you look at the win-loss record, you know, when one team's got a way easier schedule and one team's got a way tougher schedule. Can't complain about this year's schedule, though. That's for sure. And I think over, over time, instead of being viewed as just this school that's infiltrated their conference, which I think is how we were viewed at first, like, you're not going to come in and take over. We're now viewed as another Big Ten school. So I think over time, the schedule has evened out. So I don't, with, I will say this, as far as missing the Big 12 to this day, I don't think so especially when Texas and OU left the Big 12, then is the Big 12 going to survive? And now they've added four quality teams. It's going to be interesting to see how they do. UCF, Houston, BYU, Cincinnati playing tougher competition week in and week out. I don't know if the Big 12 is going to be viewed the same because you lose OU and Texas, your biggest brand. You add these four quality schools, but not power five teams historically. So how's that going to be viewed from the Big 12 perspective? I think the Big 12 is viewed in a vastly better spot than the Pac-12, 10, 8, whatever it's going to be in a couple of years. So I give them that advantage. I don't think Nebraska fans as a whole, based on who I've talked to, and let me know if I'm wrong, miss the Big 12 anymore because the Big 12 has a lot more question marks and the SEC and Big 10 seem to be taken off. The Big 10 has no question marks about their strength. It's who's going to join us. How much stronger are we going to become? Obviously, the money has gone significantly up. 
as well. Now, the other question I get is, Adam, has the Big Ten transition hurt Nebraska, or has it mostly been Nebraska plaguing themselves? That's a, that's a phenomenally phenomenal question. I think it's more or less been Nebraska. I think the tougher schedule hurt. But then you look back to the year we played Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game, and I forget why. I think Ohio State was on probation that year. They were actually undefeated, I, I believe. I forget. The number two team from the Big Ten East, maybe it was Leaders and Legends at the time. I don't remember what the names were for that particular year. We couldn't play the number two team. So Wisconsin was like the number three team in the Big Ten East or the Leaders, Legends, Divisions, whatever it was then. And they were barely over 500. And obviously, if you remember how that Big Ten championship game went, uh, you can't tell me that that was anything except they outplayed us. And I still to this day have a hard time believing they were the better team. Although on that night, they clearly were. Holy sweeps and power. But anyways, I digress. Um, I think Nebraska, under coach rule, is going to be better prepared to play in the Big Ten Conference. I don't know if the Big Ten itself, I don't want to say it did damage to us. I don't know if that's the right wordage. But I think it was more about the Nebraska kind of plaguing ourselves over the past decade with things and things of that nature. And I hope that makes sense as I try to express that. I am personally glad we're now in the Big Ten Conference. I know it's, it's been a little bit rougher. haven't had a conference title in a while, but I do think we're in the strong, one of the two strongest conferences that's only going to get stronger. I think Nebraska's only going get, to get stronger under Coach Rule, his recruiting, his player development, his relationships with the state of Nebraska as an overall whole. He's clearly making an effort to be out where everybody can see him and be a part and amongst and one of the people. And I think that's going to be huge going forward. So there was a time when I personally missed the Big 12. And I'm still curious to see how the new Big 12 looks and how they do and how it looks going forward. I played in the Big 12. I grew up watching the Big 8 Big 12. That'll never change unless the teams just get completely different, which they're starting to. But the Big 10, I view the Big 10 as Nebraska's conference 100% now. And again, let me know if I'm crazy. 402 464 56 a five. We'll be right back after this short break. Don't go anywhere. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great, but having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0. 